Hey everyone, this is John Hallett here with the John Hallett Podcast. And today I've got on with me for my very first episode, the guy that encouraged me to start a podcast, Josh. Hey John, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Thanks for encouraging me to finally do it. I've thought about doing it over the years and yeah. thanks for the uh, push over the cliff. Yeah, well, uh, you have a lot to to tell people, right? You've got a lot of experience, especially when it comes to uh, life, living, martial arts, family, and stuff like that. And when I visited your school, which if you haven't haven't gone there, it's Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness here in Castle Rock, Colorado. Great, great school for learning Krav and all that stuff. When I saw it and I met you, I knew this is something I wanted to be a part of. And then it wasn't much to actually get you to want to do a podcast because, I mean, you had a desire is what you kept telling me to do it. And I was like, well, let's, let's get started. Yeah, I've had a lifelong desire to help people. I've always wanted to be a coach. Um, my football coaches, um, I can't even, uh, three of them, I can't even pin one on being the sole responsibility for really um, wanting to be a coach. Um, yeah. But I know they all motivated me in different ways and I always wanted to get into coaching in some aspect and started um, doing martial arts um, after I had gotten out of high school and was uh, doing a little bit of coaching at my local boys club and then kind of started uh, in martial arts on Nantucket and that kind of became a full-time gig on the kind of on the side <laughs> coaching. So you've always had an interest in kind of a leadership role because coaching is leadership. So has it been something that's been part of you for a long time? Yes. You know, sometimes, I mean, I always liked having good coaches and following good people. And I, you know, I have great coaches now. Uh, my coach, uh, John Whitman, up in California for our Krav Maga Alliance organization here um, is fantastic. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'm just stumbling upon people that you wanted to train with and they just weren't that great. So I mm -hmm. went out and searched out better training and did bigger things than I could find locally and started doing different certifications along the line. So did you travel a lot when you were trying to figure out like what Krav was going to be for you long-term? Yes. When I started Krav Maga instructor training, I was traveling like every six months for really? quite, a few, quite a few years doing certifications or just trying to get into an advanced training course um, or prep course, you name it. So I did a whole lot of traveling. Um, and that was a lot of it was from Nantucket Island mm -hmm. all the way out to California. Um, and then when I moved here 16 years ago to Castle Rock, um, so, you know, the commute was a little bit shorter, but, um, <laughs> you know, as time goes by, um, and I advance more, you know, we focus more here, um, in my development, um, since I've gotten my black belt and now, um, just last fall, I got my fourth degree black belt. Wow. So, you know, we do a lot of instructor development here and a lot of training here to focus on that type of thing here. Hey, before we get too into our too in deep into your um, crowd and stuff like that. So what's your background? And did you come from Nantucket? Is that where you grew up? I mean, yeah, I grew up outside of um, kind of most people know where um, the Patriots play. I grew up like a couple oh, miles okay. away really? there. And uh, I was actually, a Patriots fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, grew up outside of, you know, what back then was Foxborough Stadium. Really? So my grandparents, you could hear the, the PA from my grandparents' house really? on a Sunday. So um, grew up um, there in Rentham, Massachusetts. And then my father moved us to Nantucket Island. Um, it was an awesome place to grow up and had a, just a fantastic culture of football. And that was the thing to do in the town. So it was like the first thing all the boys said, you play football. And I just said, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I right. was a baseball player. Sure. Um, but everybody was talking football there. And, 
you know, really maybe fell in love with that and had just some fantastic coaches along the way. That's pretty cool. That's um, pretty and cool. then after that, um, was looking for something to do. I uh, was working for my father's construction company and was looking oh. for something else to do. And in my local uh, lifelong, you know, fitness enthusiast was always going to the gym and stumbled on a martial arts school that was training out of our local health club yeah. and started uh, Taekwondo with Master Miller on Nantucket Island. That's interesting. What'd you think of Taekwondo? Fun? Um, it was fun. They, you know, it was the only thing to do there. Sure. Um, a few of the guys and myself, actually one of my, my first assistant, um, we both uh, started training like out of, you know, basements and stuff like that. He was an ex-boxer out of um, Boston. So we started doing stuff, you know, we couldn't do in Taekwondo class and training a little bit rougher. Sure. Um, and when we, um, when I found Krav Maga, Jack was my first um, assistant. So he came and fulfilled the obligation of you needed two instructors to sure. open a Krav Maga uh, affiliate or licensee back then for Krav Maga Worldwide. So I thought it was fun. You know, it gave me a good background. I tell yeah. people all the time, you know, um, that have only done Krav Maga and are now coaching. I'm like, you got to understand where people came from. It helps you relate sure. to other martial arts. Sure. Um, I love the experience. It was great coaching kids. Um, not the most practical martial art, but sometimes, you know, just any martial art. So right. I tell people, if you have some training, it's going to be better than no Nothing, training. Right. So I get that. Um, it was fun. I was looking for something more practical yeah. towards the end and had got my first computer and was online and uh, <laughs> had, my, had my Black Belt magazine and found uh, Krav Maga instructor training course. I can't tell you how much I used to read Black Belt magazine just to see what was going on in the state of martial arts. And it's like one of the only publications you can find out there. So if you haven't yeah. been in martial arts and you haven't read Black Belt magazine, I encourage your listeners to check it out yes still, those are all hard to find i mean of course yeah. you can find everything online and now the yeah. sources there i mean i gosh i mean way back when huh. there was nothing i remember just as a martial artist that wanted to learn i was buying videos which is you know VHS, vhs and like yeah. and you're like oh my gosh i just wasted some money you yeah, know some stuff on this you know video that i bought just seeing what's out there i mean the state yeah. today you can just find everything at your fingertips back yeah. then it I mean, was you would get really videos hard. that were laughable sometimes you know like wow but there were some there's some gyms out there yeah i mean there's a few that would show up but yeah were fun to watch you family man yes cool yep. married kids what you got yep married kids stepkids adopted kid you name it really i had no idea see <laughs> those are details nobody will know about you yep <clears throat> All right, so you got into Krav, and what did you learn about Krav Maga? I mean, what's kind of like the the history of it? What's the uh, the background on it, right? Because people want to know what Krav is compared to other martial arts, you know what I mean? Yeah, Krav Maga started in Israel um, okay. with a gentleman, Emi Lichtenfeld, that has, you know, fantastic history of, you know, he started and wrote the manual yeah. um, for the original Israeli Defense Forces, the Haganah. Um, really? He, you know, what, it, very impressive resume from boxing, wrestling, kind of did it all with street fighting went, um, way back when um, and made his way to Israel out of Europe. So really? very impressive um, background and his aim was always for, so one may walk in peace. That was the aim of Krav Maga. One to, people to be able to walk in peace and not be persecuted and 
not be attacked for who they sure. are. So very interesting. Um, it's hard living in Israel. I mean, everybody's yes. out to get you. Yeah, for the most part. So, so very practical stuff. Sure. You know, they always say one of my um, Israeli um, instructors. I think it was my very very first uh, course. Sam today and said, you know, we're if my arm is blown off in combat, I'm going to pick it up and use it. That's what I'm going to do. And I wow, remember my first day mentality. going, okay, well, that really sums it up right there. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to go home. Sure. Um, I loved Krav Maga from the get-go. I, you know, loved the aspect of sparring and fighting and being practical. And I always wanted to ha- have what I did work. I mean, I remember I didn't do very many tournaments. Yeah. Um, but, you know when you did something against the rules, like just punching someone in the face and getting a point deducted, I just didn't find that practical sure. type of thing of Taekwondo and Krav Maga. When I first found it, you know, their weapon defenses was something that just blew me away because everything in Taekwondo and I did Hapkido as well, really? just didn't seem practical to me. Uh-huh. And I used to actually skip weapon class um, until my instructor said, you know, you're getting up there towards your advanced belts you need to go if you want to advance so i went to advancing my belts but i didn't really find them practical and that was something that when i i was searching out krav maga or a pra- more practical martial art that their weapon defenses just blew me away yeah so and me being a brand new student of yours and watch you know i just come in and watch you do some of these things with the more advanced students and it's really fun to watch, and it's 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 crazy because you're looking at something that's not a sport. Like a lot of martial arts are sports, but what you're teaching is like the true self defense. I mean, it's it's meant to protect my life and take it if I need to, or at least get out of that situation. Yeah, which exactly. is like really turned me on to it. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a mindset. You know, we're not going in the ring. There's great ring systems. There's very practical yeah. stuff out there. Uh, Muay Thai, BJJ. There's tons of practical things, but when you're training for a competition, as, as great as those systems are, you're still doing a competition. Like out in the streets, a whole different animal where some, there are no rules. They're yeah. kicking you to the groin. You know, they, they might decide to pull a weapon mid-fight. Sure. Very, you know, the crazy world out in. there. Yeah, their yeah, friends join in. That's all things you guys were telling me is always keep your head on that swivel. Look for that next opponent. Yeah, be looking for like their friends. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, I like that, so... Yeah, just beyond practicality, I know there's a lot of push lately with the big MMA people saying that the only thing you should be learning out there is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Do you find that being the case, that everybody's pushing one more than the other? And I think so. I think martial arts kind of become a religion and what's popular, and you got big names talking about yeah. BJJ. I think it's super practical. It's great. It's a martial a art. great system. Yeah. Um, we incorporate those things in Krav Maga. Yeah. Like our mindset is that we're not going to specialize in one thing because I need stand up. And what about all those weapons that I could be faced with? So we try to try to be well-rounded. And that's something that drew me into Krav Maga, that it was well-rounded in a complete system. Because sometimes when you start, when people blend martial arts, you're like, well, it's a blend. But is it really a good, a good right. blend? I've seen a lot of impractical things out there. Yeah, which kind of blows my mind. You know, because everybody's got a this mentality that something's better than the other. And I had a real problem with that because I, I visited a lot of schools before I went to yours just because, you know, shop around. Yeah. And the mentality is like, you know, 
ours is the only way to do something and we're number one and we're the best, right? Yeah. But for the most part, I didn't see that actually being really applicable in the real world, for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? It, yeah. I mean, grappling on, in a, a street fight or what we've seen over COVID, you, you're you in some sort of riot scenario. You don't want to be right. on the ground. No. I mean, um, I want to be moving. And then that's just what I wasn't learning or at least seeing them teaching there. Yeah. And when I walked in your school and you were like, get, you know, get them away, move away, look for the next opponent if you can, and then kind of just preserve your life for as much as you can of someone else as you, you protect yourself. And that's what I really liked about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think learning different skills and being versed um, midway through, you know, different martial arts and having a good understanding of a ground game. We want our Krav Maga students sure. to have a good understanding. We want to be doing those things because that's Krav Maga. We want to be able to defend threats. And it's a changing system. We're not going to stay stagnant when we see more people training in a different system. Well, we want our people to be able to defend what they're doing in that system. But again, you know, we're going to hit to the groin. We're going to, I want to get out of there. Yeah. I'm going to use an object I find on the ground or in my pocket to get away from somebody that might have me in a triangle choke or you name it. Um, I it come, I come back to this um, comment an instructor made uh, at one of the courses I did. He was law enforcement out um, LA somewhere. I forget what department. And he was telling us a story of coming up onto a bar fight and he gets out of his cruiser and there's a guy just really irate, really mad, but he's yeah. holding his eyeball in. He had gotten his orbital broken and his eyeball had come out and he's yeah. just holding his eye back into place as Woo. best he can. Nice. And he's trying to calm him down. Like, What's going on? He's like, I was just about ready to tap him out. And he said, that's where you went wrong. You were thinking... The guy was going to tap out. You were in a street fight. Yeah. There's no tapping out in a street fight. No. You know, and just that mentality and somebody kicked him in the face, you know. So I want to be up and out of there. I think, you know, yeah. how much damage an untrained person Can do. could do to you. Yeah. You know, somebody's spouse that you're down in the ground. So yeah. we love it. Um, you know, it's one thing. Sometimes Krav Maga gets a lot of hate. Um, I love martial really? arts. Oh, yeah. Just go on the internet. Seriously? Josh, have you been on the internet? Oh, I try not. Yeah, I, I do. I do. <laughs> it's how I found you. <laughs> Let's be honest. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Really? No, I never really looked. I, I generally don't look for that. Yeah. Kind of I mean, stuff. a lot of martial arts, you know, it, it, I always say it's like a religion. Yeah, everybody's got if you're doing something different, it's wrong. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we're doing it the right way. Um, we're yeah. always trying to be open. I'm, all, I'm always trying to learn. Like, is there something better? Um, you know, sure. like my personal mindset is I can get better. Yeah. I'm always trying to get better. I don't think I'm an expert at anything. People, oh my gosh, fourth degree black belt. I'm like, I got so much to learn. Right. I, I what I learned in a lot of martial arts is that people stop at the black belt. Like they've they've achieved it and now they're done. And I've had a lot of instructors tell me already at school that black just means you've started. Right. Yeah. Finally absolutely. got to the part where you can start. Yeah. And you're starting to get into the you know, the the advanced stuff that yeah. they really need. And yeah. I'm I'm kind of tough on our black belts because a lot, a lot of people just quit. They just look at that as the yeah. end goal. So I don't actually award the black belt and certificate for a while. Really, it just depends. Right. Um, I call you. You have a conditional black belt. You've met all the requirements except for one. Yeah. Make me 
be happy and stick it out and show that you're going to continue training and continue progressing. Sure. And then I'll give you your first degree black belt. And, right. you know, they, it might be mean, but I'm like, I'm not giving black belts out to quitters. Well, you want somebody to be part of something bigger. You know? Yeah. It's just yeah. the beginning. I just think, yeah. I even look at my Taekwondo first degree black belt. I remember when I got my second degree black belt, I looked at the VHS tape I had of my first test and I was like, oh my, why did he even give it to me? I was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Look at, and then just looking at the progression, the second degree Taekwondo black belt, and that was forever ago. I mean, we're talking almost 30 years ago. Um, so the progression, you know, in Krav Maga, I look at what, you know, I knew as a first degree black belt. And I've been training in Krav Maga for 10 years. Really? I always pushed myself, you know, I missed some tests. Yeah. Um, life got in the way, um, injuries, and I didn't test, but I always um, wanted to push myself further. I didn't want to just make it by. I wanted to be in the top of the class. I didn't want there to be a doubt in my instructor's mind that I passed that test. So my... Mm -hmm. My Taekwondo, uh, my Taekwondo black belt took me a little bit, but not that long. Um, my Krav Maga black belt took me 10, 10 years to get. You Say that again? It took me 10 years. To get your Krav Maga black belt. Yeah. Wow. So I was in no rush. I wasn't chasing the yeah. belt either. I mean, I'm sure I could have done it faster. But, you yeah. know, it was, I wanted to be as good as I could be. Sure, you had a lot of self-accountability. That's what I've also learned is that the accountability that you give to yourself through your system here. You know, everybody that trains, you know, you have to be responsible for yourself and what you learn and how you use it. Yeah. Which is my nice. instructor, John Whitman yeah. from the Krav Maga Alliance, um, has the saying of lead by example. Yeah. You know, that's his training team, lead by example. You know, you've got to do that. I, you know, every hard drill that we put students through, I've done before. We, you know, you've got to do it yourself. Sure. You have to. You mentioned John Whitman now. Not everybody in the audience may know who that is. Who is he? John Whitman um, is my instructor. Okay. Um, been training under him originally um, with Krav Maga Worldwide. Um, and then Krav Maga lost his trademark, which a lot of people don't know. Really? So when I started Krav Maga, that was one of the big things that drew me in. Yeah. So to become a licensee of Krav Maga Worldwide and to open up your school, you know, you had to be a martial arts school, a boxing academy, rest something. Um, you had to have some sort of backgrounds. In martial arts or, you know, contact sport or contact combative sport. And they made it really tough. I mean, they were very clear that we're failing people. This is not a Vegas feel good. You're going to come to this martial arts convention and get certified in X, Y, and Z. I mean, you can go to certifications. You can yeah. I mean, now you can do stuff online. They were very clear that you could fail. And I was like, absolutely. They didn't want to spoil the brand. Sure. They wanted, when somebody went to a Krav Maga school, they were getting Krav Maga. It's not like, and I always tell people, you know, Krav Maga is like karate, taekwondo. There's good and bad. Sure. You know, anybody can go open up a school and that if to be listed on their website, to, you had to go through their course and you could fail. I had did courses where the owner failed and the apprentice instructor passed really? the course. And wow. that drew me in because I'm like, if I stink, I want somebody to tell me. Sure. So that was a big, you know, it was scary going to right. my first training. It was a big investment. I'm and, sure. You know, the two of us showed up and you, you know, I thought I was training hard and I was not ready for Krav Maga. That's for sure. Really? Uh, like a seven-day intensive 
all day, eight plus hours, some days of training. Right. So um, I started, that's where, you know, I met John Whitman. Yeah. Um, he um, started the Krav Alliance. You know, we'll leave the political stuff out. Sure. Um, in there, um, he had left Krav Maga Worldwide, started Krav Maga Alliance, was just doing his own gym. And myself and some other guys and girls were like, hey, John, we want to train with you. Sure. Oh, no, I'm just doing my own gym. And we're like, okay, fine. When can we come out? You know, are you teaching on this Saturday? We all want to come out and train with you. And the Krav Maga Alliance was born. Um, because we just pressured him into so starting like, a new when you need to do instructors yeah Instru really. all the instructors that had been training with him wanted to continue training with him he's, uh, he's a fantastic guy a great leader um, fantastic Kravagat practitioner um, always trying to better himself as well wow. so you know he trains in jiu-jitsu and tries to bring that stuff over really? to Kravagat Alliance he's always trying to be better you know mm -hmm. he's a big crossfitter um, is he really? So wow. he is always training hard, um, and that's what so many people wanted to follow him. And that's where the Krav Maga Alliance was born, out of you know Krav Maga losing its trademark, which was a shame. Yeah, they kind of said um, in the court case that it's like Taekwondo, karate. It's the Israeli martial art. It's sure. been referenced in too many books, too many movies. Sure. It's a g generic term. You can't trademark a sport. Got it. Okay. So unfortunately, that's how it worked out, huh? Wow. So unfortunately, now you t I tell people, I mean, it's the same when they're looking. I'm like, oh, I just told a woman the other day, you know, go and check out other schools. See, you got to find the right fit for you. Absolutely. Um, find the place that you're comfortable with. Check out the martial arts. You know, look around. I mean, some people go to one place and then they sign up, and then you know, three months down the line, they're like, maybe that's not what I was looking for. I tell people to go go yeah. check things out, or even if a student yeah, no. moves, I'm like, hey, I'll I'll check out their websites and the stuff in your town, and you know, see if I can check them, or you know, I'll give them a call. But you know, check it out. I'm like, the best thing to do is go in and check out other things. You might not find Krav Maga in your town, but there might be a really great self defense school. Sure, it's not so, Krav Maga. What's the hallmarks for a good self defense school? If you had to give them like a top three, you know, what, oh, what do I want to look for? They've got to be you know, practical. Okay. It, they've got to be pressure testing okay. their techniques. Does it work? You know, somebody said, you're like, I don't think that's going to work. You know, we're going to do it. Sure. You know, we're like, well, I, we, I try to be nice. Yeah. You're like, look, I am punching you in the throat. Like, eye gouging you. Mm. You know, like I always think of a, a gun defense. People will like, well, I'm going to shoot you. And like that reaction. I'm like, well, you've, I'm not going to beat the trigger pull. If you're harassing me, whatever the what if scenario is that you're mad and get on the ground or, you know, what are you, you doing? Whatever. They haven't quite decided to pull the trigger. That gives me a chance, a chance to right? redirect that line Advantage. of fire. But then I'm hitting you. And so many times when somebody challenges that, they say a great guy line, I think, is, but you hit me. And I'm like, I told you I was going to hit you three times. <laughs> Well, you hit me. I'm like, yes, that's what I've been saying. Oh, well, that's different. I'm like, yeah, everybody's got a plan. Yeah, until you get punched in the until mouth. Until you get punched. Thank you, Mike Tyson. I'm like, we're hitting. Yeah. Um, Krav Maga, um, I would say number two is our one of our huge principles is defend and counterattack simultaneously. Um, There's a lot of things out there that will control or move or try to manipulate or take away the weapon yeah. and not even hit them at all. 
And I'm like, that guy's going to be fighting for his weapon. That's yeah. what I'm like. We're like number one. Think it, you should be hitting. Defend, counter, hit. Things go wrong. Keep hitting. Keep hitting. So that would yeah. be another one. And, you know, number three would just be, you know, there's not a lot of ego. They're, they're just a good community of people that want to learn how to defend themselves. Sure. You know, it's just not this macho place that, you know, get out of here, that they're, they're inclusive. Somebody comes in and wants to learn how to defend themselves. They're not going, well, you know, you're out of shape, you know. Well, that's what people's biggest fears is like, I'm too out of shape. I don't know if I can do it. I'll need extra training. And right away, you guys are like, we love that. Come yeah, in. Yeah. I love helping new people. I love yeah. empowering people. Sure to learn how to defend themselves. So, you know, some places are a little, you know, they're just got a lot of ego. I can't, I mean, I can think of a CrossFit gym years ago. I took uh, my wife and I took uh, her mother to, and the guy told her, um, well, we got a few people like you, like meaning old. And she was like, I'm not going back there. Oh, thanks for nothing. Yeah. Like, you're like, whoa. And, she was looking, you know, for somebody to do private instruction for her. Wow. You know, she didn't want to be in a group class. She wanted to, you know, start with some private instruction like she had done um, with her daughter and yeah. getting that personal attention. And this guy was like, we got a few people like you. I mean, wow. even, you know, in the fitness, I mean, every, you know, there's fitness gyms, there's martial arts gyms that are sure. like that. I mean, I, I've had a firefighter say he went to a CrossFit gym and they asked him, do you want to compete? And he's like, no, I just want to get in good shape for my job. And he's like, well, you can go over there with the people that just want to look good. You know? Really? So, you know, there's a lot of ego out there. You know, it's different school owners. You got to find the right fit for the gym. You know, sometimes you can, it can be the great assist. It can be fantastic, whatever. You know, tomorrow the best thing invented in the world is out there. But if the person's teaching it is this absolute jerk, arrogant ego, I don't want to spend my money on that. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to be around that? You know, a toxic environment. No, I want somebody to build me up. I'll bring me down. It's all about the instructor. It's got to be a good fit. Yeah. You know, it's one of the hard things, you know, when people switch coaches or they move. Yeah. You're like, well, go, go around and find another fit. There's plenty of great people out there. You guys helped me find the fit that I was looking for. I was also at looking at one of your classes the other day and I was watching the amount of intensity that was going on during training. Because you guys were saying that, you know, grab this person, pull them, pull them to the side, and then have them do their technique to, to deal with that. And in the middle of it, someone kind of grabbed someone and said, that's not a grab. You know, yank them down. And I watched you pull the hair of one of your instructors like you meant it, right? And I, I realized that, that level of intensity and training was important because somebody on the street's just going to grab you. They're going to try everything in their power to harm you. And that's what you were putting forward in your class. And I think that intensity is what really excited me because it, like, you love this word. It's practical. It's something that I'm going to use. Yeah. And that, re- I mean, it was just, it was like a light went on for me. Was yeah. Like, and of course we that. start slowly but surely with people and yeah. over, you know, Krav Maga is really known for its drills and it? we slowly okay. you know, build people up. We yeah. slowly build people up. I just, just last night in my elementary school class, um, we put um, a pad in between two kids and said, now you're in a fight for the pad. Here's the rules. You can tickle and you can slap below the elbows and you can always use your voice and say, go lighter, 
Yeah. Um, that I don't feel that you can hit me harder. Sure. Um, but even some of the kids, you know, I'm like, is it okay to fight for something you love? And even some of the kids said, no, it's not really? okay. It's not okay to fight. And I'm like, it's not okay to fight for you. Yeah. Especially like somebody's trying to hurt you. Is it okay to, you know, fight for, you know, your sister or whatever? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But fighting's bad. Right. And so I'm trying to teach the kids. Right. Like, yes, yeah, like in the wrong, con- like for you right. What's the as a person, you're trying to protect people. That's Krav Maga. So one mm-hmm. may walk in peace. I'm like, good people need to know how to fight. Otherwise, it's just going to be bad people taking over and bullying. Mm-hmm. You name it. So they're doing that drill wow. and they're getting hit. And I said, look, the reason we're doing this is out on the street. You don't want the first time you got hit to be the first time you got hit. Or the first time you got your hair grabbed. Yeah. Let's start slow and easy, but we're going to make it harder and harder as you advance so it really works. Sure. And that's that's the end goal. We want it to it's be worth practical. It's gold, right? Like, learning how to take a hit is the most important thing I learned in a fight is that I've seen people get popped and it's, you know, they're shocked. And there's other people that get popped and then it's on, you know? And yeah. That's I mean, where I want to be. I don't want to get popped and be like, oh, no, don't hurt me. I want to be able to protect myself and my yeah, wife. That was my first, I think I was probably second degree Taekwondo. Yeah. And, you know, Master Miller wanted us to go to a tournament. So, you know, I went because lead by example, like he was pushing these students to do a tournament. So I'm going to go and do the tournament. And I was sparring, or I used the word sparring, but uh, the tournament, um, Pretty much like sparring those things. Um, not so much degree, of a yeah. fight. Because it's a sport. Yeah. It's a sport. Um, there's a rule. There's a ref. Yeah. Um, and the guy was a third or fourth degree black belt. And I jabbed him in the face. And his reaction was to cover up and kind of be hurt and look for time. Not like you're getting hit in the face. Like whatever. Yeah. Keep moving. Like keep, you better keep hitting. It's not, wow. it should be protect yourself at all times. Not cover up and like kind of be in shock. Um, of course, that takes time to get get used, used to, to yeah. and we're like everybody's got to start somewhere. I've seen mm-hmm. students come that you didn't think they were going to come back in, yeah. move up through, and they're doing sparring class. Sure. And of course, all those have to be doable for the beginner. Sure. Everybody's got to start somewhere. I was like, you know, if you're starting sparring and you're being a bully, well, one of the upper belts will bully you then. So yeah. let's not be a bully. If you're better than somebody else, that's no point of beating up a lower student, right? I mean, that's not impressing anybody. Yeah. Right? So we're like, there's no bullies here. Like, if you're better, you, know, you should taking it down to that new person's level. And if somebody comes in trying to right. kill you, then you tell them to slow down. Or to take that and let's, let's teach somebody something new so you can raise their level. Yeah. That's what you guys have been doing a lot with me, which kind of goes to what your philosophy is here. So what is your general philosophy with Krav, you know, or, or at least your gym life, um, new students, what, what philosophies do you stick to with that? You know, we really want to build confidence. Number one, we want to build confidence. Um, our kids classes start with, we're here to build a strong mind and a strong body. Okay. You definitely have to have that connection. And I always tell people, so when you say strong mind, somebody that's able to assess a situation, um, be able to identify if you're being attacked or bullied or what do you mean by that? Oh, absolutely. But really just, uh, you know, strong mind's going to carry you further than a strong body. You just oh. got to be mentally strong. Okay. You know, like, hey, this is going to be a challenge and I'm going to take it on. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so much that goes into building somebody up and building their confidence, depending on where they came from. Maybe they're, you know, a, were a competitive athlete all their life. You know, they've got a lot of that built into them. But some students have never done anything, and teaching they can overcome. And it's not, don't quit on yourself. I mean, so many people beat themselves up mentally. Something my wife says, you know, we're here to build people up. Like so much of what life and work can do to you just beats people up. Mm-hmm. We want to be a positive aspect sure. in people's lives and not beat them down. Yeah. You know, it's so hard. Um, yeah, some people where they've work, come. Like I come here to relax. You know, it's one of my yeah, positive parts good. of my day. Because I know, you know, no matter how tough my day has been at work, how much my boss has been on me about something, or I made a mistake, I know I could come here and just, it's like I'm happier, you know? It's like a part of me comes out and I get to play, meaning that I get to spar with people, learn something new, and then that just, just lifts up my spirits. It sounds crazy, and people don't realize it, but it does. I mean, oh, absolutely. It really, really does. Yeah, absolutely. I could go off on a tangent on that and what yeah. martial arts has done for me mentally um it has just changed me so yeah. much and even when i left it uh, and came back what a difference um it is so yeah. um, i always tell people find one but you know we're always trying to build people up and it's just a whole community of like-minded people you know half the gym is fitness the other half is self-defense and you know they go hand in hand in a lot of aspects sometimes the our fitness members aren't necessarily like, oh, I don't know about getting choked, and <laughs> which, you know, it's hard to overcome. Our, sure. our Krav Maga people are usually generally into both. Sure. Um, some people, though, you know. Some come. people truly do fear, like, confrontation on every level. Yeah. You know, whether it be verbal or physical. and Yeah, like, and just knowing, knowing you can defend yourself and stand up, you know, if it's at work, somebody taking credit for something, you name it, sure. kids at school. Just having that confidence that martial arts brings to people, that's our number one thing. Yeah. That we want to just see people empowered and feel better about themselves. It changes your outlook, yeah. your body language, you know. Yeah. It's always like, get people a little bit better. And I told an yeah. instructor years ago that didn't think somebody should advance, you know, up a belt. I'm like, look, it's a bit, there's obviously a standard, but everybody is coming from different places. And what we're really trying to do here is get everybody just a little bit better, a little bit better every time they come in. So they're healthier, they're safer, right? Their family is safer if we're making that individual just a little bit better versus saying, hey, you can't get as, you're not going to get as good as me. Sure. You know, I told that instructor I'd take their belt because I think it took them about four or five for a student to get their black belt. And I said, I'll take your belt. Why? Oh, if we're doing standards, yeah. you don't meet my standard. Really? I'll take I'll take your belt, yeah. you know, and it's something um, I've struggled with. We're you know really pushing our you know our black belts and our red belts to do more testing because I I didn't want to feel like I was making people do it, but it was really a mistake I made of not making them do it, not forcing them as a requirement. And you could see the ones that had a passion for it and asked to coach how much better they were over the guys and girls that didn't coach a class. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's a mistake. I sure. need these, they need to be spending time coaching. And that per like that person 
What, oh, and I'm like, how many knife seminars have you done? What are you going to do for a knife seminar? Or it's like my awesome manager, Jamie. I was like, oh no, we've got this group coming in and we've, I've got another meeting. You're going to have to do it. Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm like, Krav Maga. Right. <laughs> but right I've it. never done it. I can't do it. And I'm like, yeah, you can. It's just Krav Maga. Um, but I look at how many of those things that I've done over the years and I looked at this belt in particular, this black belt in particular, I'm going, you haven't done any of those things. So that was my standard, you know, the things that I experienced, you know, opening a school and you were the person. Yeah. You were it. So I was going to my instructor and doing other things as well and bring them back to my school and then doing seminars and workshops on those things when my black belts weren't because I didn't make, because I was doing it. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I can't do it all. I mean, I'd love to, right. I love to do them. And I'm like person. really going, this is a mistake. I need to be having my first degree black belts when they get in there doing some of these courses because they've never done them. Wow. Yeah. And it was just something I kind of took for granted going, that's a mistake. Sure. You know, I didn't want to be the, you know, we don't uh, let kids teach kids and, you know, some, sure. some martial arts schools will have, you know, kid, you know, first degree black belts or conditional black belts, whatever it may be in that school, teaching other kids. And I'm like, oh, there's so much that goes into teaching yeah. kids, never mind having a kid coach kids. Like we have some kids uh, in our team program that want to help them you know, with us, but sure. there's an adult coaching the class sure. and they're helping out um, where, you know, I've had parents come back to me and go, Oh my gosh, they have kid. there's kids coaching the kids class, yeah. which like, is wild. It's like a couple yeah. years older and you're like, well, <laughs> like, uh, I have a hard enough time, right? You can uh, come in. So, so what's the current state of crowd like and where do you think it's going? Um, current state, you know, there's just so many organizations now yeah. that, you know, you got to pick from the good and the bad. There's good and there's bad out there. Like yeah. everything else. Um, it's very unfortunate that Krav Maga lost his trademark. Yeah. Um, you know, that's an unfortunate thing, but you know, make the best out of it. There's your growth. Just try to be better. Yeah. You know, just try to be better, try to be better, um, than anything else out there. So when somebody comes in and sees you training, Hopefully they compared yeah. and check things out that, oh, wow, this seems like a better place. Yeah. Um, I think Krav Maga is always evolving. You know, yeah. we're always trying to be better as a system. Like I said, we're, you know, we incorporate so much more ground than when I started 21 years ago in Krav Maga. Yeah. Um, we incorporate more because that's a bigger threat. You know, at the time, more people were doing karate and taekwondo. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's more people doing BJJ now then I would argue or I don't know the it's current super current popular. current numbers but it definitely is the most popular martial art out there you get somebody as big as Joe Rogan sure um, talking about it just on a daily basis it's going to be popular, popular right? he's, he's uh, super he's popular a big, he's a big influence yeah. on people and I always tell people you, know, you got to find the right fit for you sure um, I don't think I have enough time to specialize in one thing and it's not it's not weapon threats it's not those things. And you can't always walk away. You know, I love it on YouTube when people are like, you're going to get killed and never do this. And you're like, if somebody's going to pull the trigger, if I feel like I'm going to die, I'm going to try to do something. Right. 
you're like, yes, you know, a five five six round. I don't want to get hit with a pellet gun. Yeah. Never mind a five five six round. You can't always walk away. I always say it's the ultimate Krav Maga divorce. Just run away from your wife. See yeah. how that goes. <laughs> Leave her at gunpoint. You run away. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're left with no choice. I would always negotiate. Can sure. you come? Can you cooperate? But what's the scenario? Yeah. You know, um, Krav Maga is always evolving. You know, what, what's, a, what's the threat? It's, yeah. So I always tell people when they move, you get a, oh, it's not a Krav Maga Alliance school. I'm like, go check them out. Right. There's lots Watch of good them. and there's lots it's of bad. Good. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing I think now with the state of Krav Maga is you could fail an organization. Uh-huh. And then go find one that's going to pass you. Sure. But that's been karate and taekwondo and since, the martial arts are just, you know, people since, think they're awesome yeah. and they open their own boxing gym. Yeah. You know, so you got to go and check out that school. Right. That, that's what I did. I used the internet to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the manager laughing in the background. She thought that was funny. So what has been the biggest challenges that you've faced in running like a school? Or teaching. Let's go with just starting a gym because that's yeah. Starting a gym is not. Huge, that's hard, isn't it? It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. I think that's why so many martial arts and gyms go out of business. I think it's the first year or two really? they're going out of business because it's. And how not, long have you guys been around? Um, we've been in Castle Rock for sixteen plus years wow. now. So you've already. Um, I've done my own. You know, originally I had my um, Krav Maga Nantucket gym. Yeah. Um, I was running that, but I was also a carpenter sure. full time and we're slowly phasing out of that. Yeah. Um, so it's not all easy. You, you know, you've got to run the business. You've got to be yeah. so well-rounded, especially these days. I said, it's so much easier when you could put an ad in the newspaper and now you're like, D- where do I advertise? Yeah. Google, Instagram, what where are people? Social media? Like people are everywhere these days. Yeah. So it's a challenge to get new students. There's always nobody something. gets a newspaper anymore. Yeah, nobody reads the newspaper. So you know you've got to be able to run a business and be successful. It is a business. Otherwise, you're going to go out of business and you're going to be in trouble. Right? You're not going to be feeding your family. I'm like I tell like people. Yeah. I'm like I'm trying to feed my family here. This is not wax on wax off karate kid like you know i mean I, you can't paint my fence i mean um i am king of trades i have traded with people yeah, over the years but, too. Yeah, yeah. but i'm like there's only you can't do that all the time i mean it's definitely a challenge that way that you have to be so well-rounded these days to be a small business owner of whatever sort because there's just so much out there so much to learn yeah. You know, my wife helps me out a ton. She's an HR consultant. Really? So I'm much better at dealing with problem employees. <laughs> Excuse me. So, but the best part of Krav Maga is I can pull their hair and, yeah. you know, punch them in the face and say, hey, you, were, you should have defended that punch. I right. don't know why your better. defense isn't better than that. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, Jamie's fantastic. I yeah. love to tease her. Your staff has been fantastic yeah. here. We've got some great, great people. Um, that's something, you know, I cherish. It's always hard. You know, we've just lost several people, you know, over COVID that moved and just, we had two really challenge for you, wasn't it? Yeah. We had two, um, fantastic coaches. One, his wife got transferred and another one joined the army. 
after he was with me since I think he was like 14 or 15. At 22, he just joined the Army. Um, Good for him. Yeah, going on the Green Beret track. Um, Woo, they're going to love him. Yeah, oh, they already love him. Um, Sure. I think, unfortunately, I think boot camp was a little bit of a letdown for him because he think it was going to be harder than it was. And I'm like, dude, you're a one percenter. Yeah. I mean, how many of those... You know, kids out there coming been. into the military have even taken a martial arts class or even jog every yeah, morning. They're right? out of shape. I might mean, yeah. get people every once in a while that, hey, I'm I'm going into the Army of Marines after high school, and I'm like, what are you doing? Nothing. I'm like, boot camp's going to be really hard. You might be better. better. You better get in here. Yeah. You better nice. get doing something, or that's going to yeah. be real miserable. Yeah, it'd be so. exciting to see what he does on that Green Beret track. Yeah. Right? Hey, that'll be exciting really fun for him yeah and that's gonna make you feel good too knowing that when somebody goes into one of those kind of fields that they've got this background that you've helped them yeah help shape their character sure. I mean it's one thing you know people will come back and say again confidence in like yeah. what you did for me and my confidence um, I can just there's just so many stories sure. of that and, I'm sure you know, you'll be telling hearing, as we move on so. hearing uh, people's success is always awesome yeah. And that's the, you know, that's the fulfilling part sure. of being a coach and all the yeah. sacrifices that go in the long hours of yeah. running a gym and what you have to put in to run a successful martial arts school. You know, I mean, any small business takes yeah. a lot of work, a lot of work these days. Yeah. Um, so and yours is very one on one at times, right? You're very involved with quote unquote your customer slash client. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the amount of time I've seen you put in. In the short time that I've gone to your school, it's just blown my mind. Oh, well, thanks. I mean, we try to, <laughs> I try my best, you know, it's, it's always a challenge. So, but all you can do is, you know, try to do your best every day and come back the next day and try your best again. All right. So before we wrap this up, what is your favorite action slash martial arts slash Kung Fu movie? Oh, that is really tough. That is really tough. I'm just going to have to say Bloodsport because... Bloodsport, <laughs> great choice. <laughs> um, you know, because um, the Bruce Lee movies weren't really on Don't HBO way back. I mean, again, yeah. Josh, I'm old. I'm going to be 51 pretty soon. I'm here. not that much younger than you. <laughs> you look a whole lot better. Well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that one. I'll agree. But, but so Bloodsport, that was Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that just played all the time yeah, uh, on HBO reruns back in the day. And, I know. Um, he was the only reason I wanted to be able to do the splits. Yeah. Because that dude had those. I mean, this one is kicked out of Bamboo Tree. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, I was a big Van Damme fan. Still am. So I, I have to, there's so many good ones out there, yeah. you know, but, you know, Karate Kid. Yeah. That was just inspirational. That's what got me into wanting to do martial arts. I watched Karate Kid one day and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. just like Daniel son <laughs> yeah I did a um, seminar business seminar with a guy that was in business yeah when the karate kid came out and he said he was painting houses yeah. you know and like so many martial arts school owners you know they're doing a day job yeah um, to be able to keep the doors open sure um, that they're just doing it on the side kind of it's a side business it's like going and waiting tables or bartending after your regular job for wow. so many people. He said he walked around, he had parked at, you know, the layout of, forget what town he was in. He, you know, had parked and was walking down the street to his martial arts school and 
there's people lined up around the block with their kids to get in and how that just changed martial arts. And really? you know, that was a cool story of somebody sure. in the business along before me of like how that just changed things. So I think it was very, you know, it's a good inspirational story. Mm -hmm. I love to, uh, you know, quote, you know, I have a lot of uh, John Kravmaga trivia <laughs> and uh, different things, um, right. but I love to, you know, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. I think we're going to have to get uh, Jamie on your show and then question her on some of those and see if she comes up with answers or I name that movie. Could do burpees. Yeah. Burpees? She's young. Yeah, she is. I don't even know. If she worked me out so hard one day, I, I wanted to actually throw up. Good. At least you were pushing yourself. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to lose it. And I was like, oh my goodness. And she kind of just smirked and laughed. I mean, she was like, you can do better. <laughs> it was great. Oh, it was a lot gosh. of fun. I love this place. So that's why yeah, I tell people school. my first problem I got class was super hard. And I was training yeah. for it. I'm like, no matter what shape you're in, yeah. it's going to be hard. I tell them, like, yeah. no matter what shape you're in, it's going to be hard. It's going to challenge you, but you're going to leave feeling empowered. You know, it should be hard. Yeah. Otherwise, what did you just do? No, there's no like benefit. Feel good self-defense is yeah. what you probably just did. If you yeah. didn't feel like, you know, you had to fight for something or even fight from throwing up. Yeah. Like I was working hard. That's something we want you to like. You felt like you were in a fight. Yeah. Well, I know I didn't want to be that student that was, like, you know, <laughs> losing it in the trash can and then getting... You know, a little raz for that. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But this, she's like, at least you're pushing yourself. Yeah. That was yeah, the idea. And I go until I, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah. So many people have that mindset of pushing yeah. themselves. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'd love to, you know, maybe have you back. I mean, we just ended up talking about Krav guy. I mean, yeah. you're new to it, um, but there's just so much to talk about. Um, I am John Hallett from the John Hallett Podcast. This is brought to you by Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness and ClearSky.Training our online portal. You can find us at www.rmsdf.com and clearsky.training. You can find those on all the socials, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and those are also our websites. So we'd love to see you back. Hopefully this first podcast went well and number two is even better because that's what we're striving to do around here just to try to be a little bit better every day. Take care.